I hear the drums. Jim Phillips in Studio 6 and 7 eighths with a look at tomorrow's town square Sunday. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, everyone. Here's what's happening this week on Town Square Sunday. The national political scene is heating up with the presidential primary season now in full swing. This week, UMass Dartmouth political science professor Ken Manning will offer his thoughts on the New Hampshire primary and more. And the New Bedford Whaling National Historical Park is gearing up for Black History Month. The park will offer programs every Saturday on history and culture during the month of February. Park Ranger Yufai Yusuf Chardot and park volunteer Judy Rodericks will have details. Join us for Town Square Sunday, Sunday morning at 6 and 11 on 1420 WBSM and 99.5 FM. Thank you very much, Jim. In a couple of minutes, we'll have the Bitcoin biz barometer for you. You know, I had my eyes open uh, quite often throughout the week looking at different news programs, newscasts, listening to them about the different things that are going on. And I could not help but reflect and it, it, I think it actually came crashing down on me yesterday after, um, after being on with Barry. We are in such a sad state of affairs. Locally, statewide, nationally, and internationally. To talk about some of the things that are going on right here in in the backyard. Stewart Medical. uh, Stewart Health. That's the company. That's the parent company. They are bleeding so much red ink right now. It is pathetic. We're talking 50 million bucks. Bills that are not being paid. Now, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and try to pretend to be a whiz kid about this. They're making a lot of money, but apparently they're not making enough money to pay all of the bills. They are a for-profit company. The doctors are getting paid. You you go to Hawthorne Medical, I, I go to Hawthorne Medical, that's a Stewart property. You don't hear Hawthorne Medical mentioned with the, the Tobys and the um, St. Anne's Hospital and, and some of the other hospitals, Good Samaritan, up in Brockton. But it's one of the facilities that Stewart operates. And I go in there, I would, you know, I've been sick the past couple of weeks. I've been in there a couple of times. And it, it amazes me. You you walk in into the lobby. 
there is a security guard who has to get paid. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be a security guard. There's a Dunkin' Donuts off to the side. Not saying that there shouldn't be a Dunkin' Donuts. And then there's an urgent care center with people sitting down waiting to see people in urgent care to work on them. You go in there and there are five, six, seven, eight people that you can visibly see with your eyes. I don't know how much money they get paid, but they're getting paid. I haven't heard of anybody not getting a paycheck. And then uh, if you have to get an x-ray, I had to get an x-ray the other day. There are three or four people over an x-ray. And then, I mean, there's just so many people working there. There's so many receptionists sitting there. And I'm thinking, and, and how many doctors, how many nurse practitioners, how many physician assistants, how many medical assistants? There are a lot of people working over there. They employ a lot of folks. That's great. But if you can't pay all your bills, that I, I was listening to, um, I think it was Channel 5 News up in Boston the other day, that uh, some of the doctors from... Uh, Mass General Brigham's have decided that they're not going to be performing surgeries at some of the uh, of these steward medical centers because some of the equipment has been repossessed. What the hell's going on? How did things get this bad? And then uh, a report that I saw this morning. I knew part of this, but I didn't realize. How big the problem is. 70% of Stewart patients are either on Medicare or Medicaid. Seven out of every 10 are subsidized by either the state government or the federal government or both. And Medicare and Medicaid, they're not compensating steward or whomever dollar for dollar. You know, they might give 65 cents uh, to the dollar for some. Is it any wonder how a, a, a medical company as large as Stewart, and I say large, I mean, they operate nine hospitals here in the Commonwealth, plus Hawthorne, and I don't know how many other urgent care or primary care facilities they operate here in Massachusetts. They're also in Texas. They're around the country. From what I understand, they are the largest for-profit physician-owned institute of, of its type in the country. So it begs the question, what's next? There's talk that four of these hospitals will close here in the Commonwealth. From what I understand, uh, Toby and St. Anne's aren't on this particular hit list. But I haven't heard anything about Hawthorne. And that's a huge facility. Imagine now. You might be one of them. I know I am. I know woman friend is. I know woman friend's mother is. How many people use Hawthorne Medical Center? That that facility has been open since, what, the early to mid-2000s. 
and it has grown by leaps and bounds. It used to be just 535, then 531, then 537. These are huge buildings. Cancer patients go there. Feet patients go there. Kidney patients go there. So it, it, is it any wonder? And it begs the question, who's next on the list? All right, so, I mean, I, I bring that to your attention. Yeah, to kind of sound an alarm bell. Now you've got CVS. CVS, the largest, from what I understand, pharmacy, retail pharmacy outlet in the country. And look what they're going through right now. They're trying to keep the prices up. They've got a lot of aspirations, but they're facing challenges. And they don't know how to solve it. Apparently, they're, they're taking some of their retail outlets out of Target. What is happening in the medical world? There, there are lots of changes going on. But I guess one of my fears, and you may be all right with this, I, I, I definitely am not, is that as these medical centers, these doctor outfits start to close down because they don't have enough money coming in, they're going to be looking to government to bail them out. Case in point, Stewart Medical is in talks with the Healy administration. What can the Healy administration do? I mean, it, it's government. More government assistance, which to me sounds like more government takeover. In fact, I, I don't know how much any of what's going on with Stewart today has anything to do with Romney care back in the mid 2000s. But it seems the more government gets its hands in health care, just like education, the price tag keeps going up and up and up. How much does that prescription cost you? How much was that doctor visit? How much is today's copay compared to last month's copay? The price just keeps on going up. Now, teachers. I had plenty of great teachers in my day. I'd like to believe that my son is a good teacher. I've never been in his classroom, but, you know, family cheers on family. I think we can all remember at least one teacher in our, in our life 
that was really a champion for us. Yet teachers tell us they got into the profession to teach. And yet they have a union or unions behind them when it's time for a pay raise, a pay bump. The problem is every time that they want a pay bump or a pay raise, that's money that somehow a city or town has to scrounge to come up with. And it usually means that taxpayers have to foot the bill. doesn't mean that they have to. Taxpayers end up footing the bill. In the Commonwealth, we have a law, which, which goes to show you how great laws are. We have a law that says that teachers cannot go out on strike. And yet, time and again, teachers have gone out on strike. Case in point, the city of Newton, teachers are on strike. They were ordered by the courts to go back to work or they face fines for each day that they remain off the job. Have they gone back? No. I heard somewhere the fines have gotten up to around $400,000. I could be off on the figure, but at any rate, you mean to tell me that the Newton teachers are going to pay $400,000 to satisfy that debt? I bet they do not. I bet you they don't. Well, if they don't, who will? Do you think it gets washed away in whatever is the negotiated settlement? One way or the other. The taxpayers are paying. The students? What's this going to be? Monday would be what, day eight or day nine that they've been off the job, uh, been out of school? I suppose... Families can start homeschooling. After all, this is National School Choice Week. Maybe they can choose something different. According to the Boston Globe, more than 40,000 students in Massachusetts have missed one or more days of school due to illegal teacher strikes over the past couple of years. Teachers say that cost, while unfortunate, is necessary to force school administrators to agree to improved working conditions. And who pays the tab? Who pays the tab? Speaking of the tab, the administration. Gotta hand it to them. They they keep on trying to come up with another clever place to shelter folks that need a place to stay. Logan Airport, the international terminal, has been the uh, most recent spot. 
Now it looks like the administration is talking about a place over in Roxbury, uh, the Melnia Cass Recreational Center. How many people they can put in there? I don't know. Is it a good idea? I Again, you might as well let people stay outside, weather the storm, because what happens is afterwards, when daybreak comes, they go outside anyway. They're, they're taken to a welcome center. Who's welcoming them at the welcome center? Not trying to be a play on words here. I wish them the best. I hope they're here. I hope that they are safe. I hope that they they find what they want here. But not on the taxpayer's dime. Meanwhile, you've got Eagle Pass on the Texas-Mexico-Rio Grande border. Look what's going on down there. Look what's going on down there. Barbed wire gets cut. More barbed wire gets uh, placed down, gets cut, placed down. This nation, this state, is in such flux. We are in a dire need here. And I don't hear anybody coming up with a remedy. In fact, what I hear is more of the same. Whether I'm watching Fox or MSNBC or CNN, the same crap, just a different day. One is pitching the the heroics of what the Trump administration will do when they get into office. The other one is saying the Biden administration. I'm sick of it. Aren't you? These are the choices. Look what, what the, the President Trump, former President Trump. He's got to shell out $83.3 million in a defamation suit. That's what you want for the next president? Well, it's better than what we got right now. Really, is, is, is that what we're hedging our bet on? That's what we, it's better than what we have now. That's what folks said four years ago about Biden. Better than what we have now, talking about Trump then. 508-996-0500. I am disgusted. Good morning. Good morning, Brian. Morning, Brian. I spoke to you last week when you came on and said how many medications you were taking. Do you remember that call? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Okay. You have a chiropractor that comes on every Sunday. You know who he is. I I don't want to say his name because I don't think I'm supposed to say the name. Oh, no, you can. That's okay. But yes, we do. Okay. I think it's Dr. McGowan, isn't it? Yes. Dr. McGowan or something? Okay. I really wish that you guys at BSM could have him on one of the shows since he has his own show on Sunday. Put him on one day during the week, maybe when you're there, Saturday, where he could take calls because I really would love to talk to that man. He's still out there every Sunday pushing people to take more fruits, more whole grains. It's wrong for anybody that has a sugar problem. I'm curing my own diabetes. My last appointment was last week, my very last one that I had uh, recent. 
And she finally said, you don't need to take the metformin anymore because you don't have diabetes anymore. And I didn't want to tell her that doctor, thank you, but I have to keep it going because it it could come back. Yep. So little did she know that I had already stopped my metformin a month ago because my glucose readings on my meter was coming back very low and steady. I kept on the way I had changed my diet for the last two two years. It was slow going. It doesn't happen overnight. Because you don't get diabetes overnight either. And now there's so many children getting it. It used to be an old age disease. And now children, because of the cereals. My best lifelong friend last week got sick as a dog. She's had diabetes all her life. Insulin plus metformin. She went to the hospital. She was so sick. She came home. I says, what happened? She goes, the doctor said my sugars were so high that I'm already on the highest level of insulin and he can't give me any more and I'm going to die. I don't know what to do. And I told her so many times when I was visiting her, she was eating cereal, Captain Crunch, S'mores cereal. I said, what are you doing? You are killing yourself. And I showed her all my lab results and all. I'm not on a single medicine whatsoever. No statin. I don't have a problem with my kidneys. I don't have a problem with it. My lungs, my pancreas is working fine. When I went to that appointment and my doctor said, okay, your labs are here. You're you're not even diabetes anymore. So stop the pill. I didn't say nothing. I stopped it. She said, stop it now. Continue checking your sugars all the time. And if your sugar goes up at your next lab, then maybe you can start on one pill back a day. I said, doctor, I can assure you right now at this moment that I will not be going back on that pill. I'm going to tell you now, my sugars are good. I walk every single day. Anybody that has even the slightest problem with a glucose problem, no fruit, no vegetables, no pasta. I'm not dying without bread. I'm feeling better than I ever have. Good it's for you. not normal to be eating. But Brian... All these medicines that you're on, I can't help you with that. I'm not a doctor, but the diabetes problem, I don't know what you're eating. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I'm, so I'm, like I'm to totally that. organic. I My diabetes, knock on wood, my diabetes is taken care of. I have never gone on a medication for it. My, my, really, numbers, my numbers went from the 700s down to... Wow. to um, God, what That's was it? hundred. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd be I, dead. No. You'd you be dead at 500. <laughs> they, 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 that's what, they, coma, that's what they, they wanted coma. me to go to the hospital. I said, no, I'll wait and go to the doctor's office the next day. Then let me ask you this. What are you eating then? If you're not taking any medication for your diabetes, what are you eating? I am eating organic vegetables. You don't fruit. need it. What do you need it for? You'd have even a better reading if you didn't eat the vegetable. I'm not saying forever. Hook, I, but once you, once you have it, it, it works. Very, very good I, all, I, all I can say is it worked. I, no you know, I, I went in three, in three months, I uh, went down hundreds of points. I forgot. I don't have the numbers in front of me right now. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm the miracle kid over there now. As long as you're not eating the starchy vegetables. No, I don't eat any. I, I eat uh, broccoli. You know, I eat the greens and yeah. the and the mm-hmm. orange yellow stuff. Well, corn is the worst. Don't eat no corn because that'll kill no, you. No, I'm not a corn. I used to be a corn person well, way back when, but I, I'm, I know I'm not I've anymore. I've wasted all my time already. So one last thing before you have to let me go. But could you get that doctor ever on a show where he could take phone calls from people? 
I can but certainly place a call educated. to him. I've, I've gone over to his office before, so I'll see if he's interested. That's wonderful. Thank you, Brian. No Have a problem. good day. You too. Thank you Bye-bye. for your call. Yep. 508-996-0500. Great way to start the day. Uh, even better way to start the day, and I'll get to you in just a second. It's the Bitcoin Biz Barometer, where we measure the universal crypto marketplace. Let's see. Um, Bitcoin is up $29. $29 from from last week at this time, coming in at $4,635. Ethereum is down $219, coming in at $2,256. Binance Coin, minus $9 at $303. Solana, $90, down two bucks from last week at this time. XRP is down two cents at 52 cents. Cardano, is at 48 cents. That's down three cents. And Avalanche is even from last week of this time coming in at $32. That's your Bitcoin Biz Barometer for today, January 27th, 2024. Once again, I forgot to change that 23 to a 24. I get my numbers each and every day from coinmarketcap.com. When you want those numbers up to the lickety-splitty second Go to coinmarketcap.com. And now, let's go to you at 508-996-0500. Hello. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Brian. This, your last caller really spoke my heart. Things I wanted to say when I hear people talk about diabetes, the doctors, the American Diabetes Association a year ago or so, they began to make some changes. But you know what? Pride keeps them from really making all the changes that need to be made. You cannot have all the carbs you want. When I was diagnosed, I was told I was given a chart and everything and 45, 45 grams of carbs per meal were fine. I was a three meal a day person. And I began to watch, um, uh, watch diabe- uh, Beat Diabetes on YouTube. I joined that group. I read Dr. Berg and um, so many others, the, the Diabetes Code Book. And you, begin, you have to educate yourself in diabetes. It's different for everyone. I, I remember Phil, when Phil was on, uh, someone made the comment about, you know, they eat just a half a banana, uh, and Phil kind of laughed, and he said, who eats half a banana? And, of course, we, bananas are wonderful, but... But there's a, there's, there's a lot of um, sugar in those bananas. Absolutely. I can eat, out if I buy a banana, I buy one. I cut it up into four or five pieces and I freeze those. If I were to eat a whole banana, my sh- I can't eat carrots. I can't eat uh, beans. I can't uh, rice. All those things jack up my sugar and I'm just not going to have it. So I've gone from, a, I think I was a 7.8 or 7.9 um, and I'm now 5.8. And, um, but I'm headed lower but you have to count the carbs. You cannot, and my goal now is to be under 50 carbs a day, preferably under 30. And I do not eat, um, uh, I, I read every label, every label. People don't realize when your sugar numbers are consistently high, you're affecting your kidneys, um, a heart, 
blood pressure, all those things. And the doctors just want to put you on the medication. And I'm not saying to not take medication, but my goal, I was on metformin twice a day. I'm down to one and I'm headed to getting off. You have to take charge of your, your, um, your health. You're, absolutely, so you're right. Your, your health and, and your finances. Absolutely correct. Absolutely. Thank absolutely. you. I so do I appreciate the call. Really, yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. 508-996-0500. People that take charge usually do got this from Oak Bluffs through our app chat. Massachusetts governor leans into the skills hiring revolution by axing degree requirements for state jobs. The private sector is up next. I'm not sure about that. Because the private sector is the private sector. Governor Healy has some kind of sway over the public sector, but the private sector. But, you know, the bottom line is the bottom line. Don't you think that there are a lot of jobs out there that ask for you to have some type of college degree, but you don't necessarily.